Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This week on No Idea Yet, we are talking about Indigenous people. This is quite a sensitive topic, so we wanted a pre-warning. We hope you enjoy the show, and if there's anything you think we didn't do right or feel we have offended anyway, please let us know, as that's not what we're trying to do on this podcast. We hope you enjoy. Too afraid to ask, too lazy to Google. Welcome to No Idea Yet. I'm today's host, Jolly. Welcome me, and welcome Freddie. Hello. And Alistair. Oh, hi. Uh, to the show. Join us on a journey to find out how little we know. First we'll discuss a topic we may or may not think we know, then we'll go away for a week to research. We'll then discuss our findings and hopefully learn something along the way. They don't know the topic right now, but they will soon, because the topic is... Indigenous people. So, I don't know if you know much about this, and the reason which I thought of this is I went to Canada, got family over there, I actually wrote Canada, no, it's Canadian, and it's the First Nations, which is like an indigenous tribe, like, you know, Native Americans, but it was in Canada, and again, they had like a pretty, well, a really rough past, which is still currently going on as with the um in America and it's just a case of the things I've got for like First Nations, Aboriginals, Inuits as well, although I'm not sure if that's the right terminology to use. I'm assuming with anything, there's loads of different you know, like with Native Americans, there's loads of different tribes and areas and it's like to put one broad sweeping statement is like saying someone from Liverpool and someone from London are the same. In the sense of being like they're actually like worlds apart although they are in the same country it doesn't necessarily mean it, especially of a time of where it's america it's massive so you may have had some people who haven't even come into contact with each other before yeah those aboriginal scousers mate they'll be after you <laughs> and again yeah. australia being absolutely whack to aboriginals um oh, to put it lightly yeah. did you hear the news then recently about the canadian mass graves that were found in no. schools that's why I thought you were talking about it. Strap like, in, guys. It's going to be a cheery episode this week. <laughs> are you talking about indigenous people? Any yeah, it's not going to be yeah, good. But I thought you were mentioning it because recently there was it was uncovered that there are mass graves in residential schools in Canada of indigenous people, indigenous children, mass oh, children man. graves, and it's like it's yeah. And so basically, they've just started a big full scale recovery. Um, I mean, they're admitting to their bloody history but it's not I, mean, I don't I know feel, what they're going to do about it I, 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 it's one of those things which you know like you're not at all out of the woods in the slightest but some countries take it a lot better than others to be like yeah we messed up kind of thing but we're still we, we're trying to be a bit better and other ones are being like nah it's fine mate it's just absolutely fine don't worry about it at all <gasps> I um, wonder who you're hinting at <laughs> what 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 the thing is, I mean I'm not saying that the Australians aren't terrible people and have, I mean we're Oh, they're, they're just English Sweet people statement. that we sent over it yeah but like they are trying to revive in some ways like indigenous languages and they are trying yeah. in some things but so like I think South America as well oh my god yeah like they're... there's so much stuff as well of like you can you can't damn an entire country because of what either a portion have done or the history has done and you're trying to like get rid of it and it's you know changing the guy the sins of your father mm. 
It's, but like, yeah, as long as you can say as long as people are trying, but at the same time, it's like, you do or do not, there is no try. You know, it's either you're doing something or you're not doing something. You know, and if you're trying to do something, then you are. You just quote Yoda. I did just quote Yoda. <laughs> Um. <laughs> what time to quote Yoda? He was an indigenous person, I think, with Dagobah, so, you know. Uh, oh, was he, though? I have no We idea. actually don't know where Yoda species come from. Um, They're called the Yoda know. species. I'm glad, I'm it's not called the Yoda species. Yeah. There's there's three, is there four? There's Yoda, Grogu, and there's a way female out one. Knowledge me here. And another yeah, one. Dagobah was about the extent of my knowledge of that. <laughs> um, Dagobah yeah. system. Um, right, so the first thing I'll say is indigenous people, definition, Alistair, go. Um, I'd have thought it's like the, the earliest people, the earliest humans in a, in a place or the ones who were there before, sort of uh, whoever so, was there now. <laughs> so would that be in direct correlation to colon- colonisers? Yeah, well, yeah, people who were mm. there before the colonisers came, basically. Is and maybe slightly oh. simpler to look at it, but I assume the definition is going to be slightly more specific than that. Yeah, related to the fact of like maybe it's actually. Yeah, and Freddie? Anything to mm. add on that? Just because if you kill all the indigenous people in an area... <laughs> I like the first word you said was, if you kill... Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens, right? Yeah. And then you move there, do you become the indigenous people? I only mean that because humans move around so much, right? I'm assuming there's island nations where there were people before, what? and then other people came over, killed all them, and they took over, yeah. and then we'd class the next people as indigenous. <laughs> Do you I watch think, a yeah, current yeah, event yeah. of this? You could say yeah, Tasmania, is... I believe, is the only one of the very few. Oh, you, we can double check this, but no, no, I think I've heard it. Tasmania is one of the only. This is the very wrong use of the word successful, but you know, air quote successful genocide was in uh, was in Tasmania. Are you where they literally oh, wiped well, out? That is an air quote. That is an air quote. That's, I really thought you say a... successful like integration or do you like nope. revival? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> as in, yeah, as in. It's yeah, one of those it's like, every indigenous uh, Wow. I mean, yeah, it's like it's the proper use of the word, right? It's well, yeah, the proper, it's, it's like of, yeah. successful murder or successful suicide. You're like, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just that. Yeah, um, I was going to say, the, the thing you're saying like about indigenous, I guess you'd say like native people to an area, is that there's a huge conflict at the moment, which is kind of stemmed in that, and that's Israel and Palestine, which you mm. won't properly go into, but that's a case of somebody claiming a right to be either the first there that they rode it or the ones who've been there for centuries anyway, so they feel they're native. So, yeah. mm. but that's a less, definitely yeah. a less in the news, I guess, but similar, probably not similar. Um, Cyprus is split mm. in half, it's got the Turkish half and the Greek half, and the Greeks are the ones that were there first. The Turkish came over only like within two generations, right, and took over the top half and the north half. So the people there now it's been a generation. The Turkish children they're just like they feel like they're part of that area, but the south the Greeks are like, get them out, like they shouldn't be here. But like I'm not saying that the Greeks are indigenous to Cyprus. I don't know if anyone is indigenous to Cyprus now, but you get the idea, right? Like mm. within a generation it's difficult to prise apart stuff. Like yeah, if, you, if that's your family home because well my parents lived there and I have no memory of before I was alive so therefore my family home then it is a case of yeah, that's where all your memories are, the nostalgia, the kind of thing and that's where you feel comfortable and then for somebody to say like oh no because of whatever reason before you were alive this isn't actually your home It's a mm. yeah that's not for or against any party 
<laughs> but um, so so uh, my actual next question was name some examples and you done well are there any other kind of like indigenous people that you can think of and i guess we usually i think the first things that come to mind are like you know native americans aboriginals but like can you think of anything else because i guess were you saying like in cyprus or like Palestine in israel like we're talking about that kind of thing as well aren't we so well, and I'm then i also put question of name some issues which we've also pretty oh. pretty co- yeah. covered <laughs> i'm just thinking like i mean countries in africa which were split up obviously by mm. east uh, Euro- european people going all oh, right this is yours now and this is mine do we class the tribes that are in those areas as indigenous if they're the only people that are there they're just the people of the area right does indigenous require other people being there too is, is oh, there, I don't know if there's like a time thing on you know, to be indigenous you have to have been there for X amount of years as well I don't no know no I'm saying these people have been there since the dawn of human time yeah like <laughs> yeah well they, yeah, he was all do we say it's indigenous or do we say that's just where they are brute fact I'm saying the people like who haven't moved and no one's kicked them all out I'm not saying that we haven't committed <laughs> horrendous genocides I'm just saying that like they're still there and no one else is I feel like indigenous could just mean just where someone's like, are we indigenous to England, effectively? Or would you always bring it back to the fact if, yeah, if you don't live in Af- Africa, then you're not indigenous to an area because you moved at some point in history by walking. I think we have to research, aren't we? Mm, I think that's I think it. Might, yeah. I was yeah, born in a... this exact spot and I haven't moved. <laughs> Every single one of my ancestors was. <laughs> As, so I'll lead on yeah. to the last question, um, which I've saved, is uncontacted tribes. And what kind of yeah. thoughts? Because some people feel, well, let's bring him up to speed or let's try to learn off him or maybe just leave him alone. Um, I'll see you got any thoughts on uncontacted like tribes. Everything, every time in history when we have contacted or tried to improve anything like that, it's always gone terribly badly. Like, I mean, there's a huge problem in, in Australia, I think, with like sort of um, introducing alcohol to uh, indigenous peoples and they obviously mm. yeah, it's like basically really all their lives. Um, there's a thing in a book I was reading about, the, about these tribes in Mexico um who were introduced to like just they, they used to be these like running tribes they used to you know run all, they do the other you know sort of superhuman fitness and all this kind of thing and then yeah they just got introduced to a sort of more westernized Sedentary. foods and things like that and they all just became like lazy sort of you know yeah um oh, probably oversimplifying a little bit but yeah it's, uh, i love the idea of like like let's contact the tribe and let's teach them how to be lazy yeah. <laughs> let's make their lives easier I, just think, I, I think a lot of things you read, people have a very romanticised view of, like, the past and have all these, you know, kind of, um, like, yeah, how much better life was, but obviously, I don't know, it's balanced, probably. Mm, but for them, it's not the past, right? We're saying it's the past because we, we imagining ourselves as being in that state, but, I mean, we, we, we haven't been for hundreds of generations, mm. if not thousands, but they have for those thousands of generations, so for them, it's the present, right? Isn't that weird? That we're like, mm, really yeah, think. it's kind of like one of the closest you could get to time traveling, I guess it would be, yeah, to do that. Yeah, um, I was just going to say two things. One is like, yeah, if you remember that all people on this planet are people, and someone came over to you and was like, hey, stop doing things your way. Like, I mean, I know for a fact that if if I tell my brother who I lived with my whole, well, my whole ch- childhood, if I tell him, hey, you're doing something wrong, do it this way, he's going to tell me to to go boop but so like no wonder like i mean if you have a community of people and you go over there and you say this is how you should do things no wonder they're going to resist you i'm just thinking like 
just remember that we're all humans and we're yeah. probably going to resist it's change. Really, I think it'd be interesting, John, I don't know if it's something you want to touch on, but like, are there any kind of like positive stories of like colonial anything meeting indigenous people and then, you know, something positive yeah. from, from the indigenous the Romans. perspective? But <laughs> Plumbing. Like, but yeah. what did the Romans ever give us? Well, they gave us really good roads. Okay, besides roads, what did the Romans ever give us? Well, plumbing and like healthcare. Oh, okay, besides all <laughs> that. heating, mate. Right on it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like you could even say of like where some people have done something right once, you can bet that there's like twenty times before that that it was absolutely terrible. Um, and it's like, oh, well, you know, maybe they improved this area, but it's like, yeah, you can bet that like everybody else got messed over their own. Other than that, yeah. So I think, um, I think, unless anyone's got anything else, we'll uh, start to have a little cheeky cheeky wrap up. <laughs> so uh, the questions I'll give you now, so you can write them down. I don't see you getting your pens. <laughs> um, so the first one is definition. So I think part of that will probably help towards the actual thing. And I, I'm going to research a definition anyway. But do you know to start you off? Some examples. So again, you can have a look at just a little bit of a, a mosey on to, to find different examples of them. Name some issues. So again, there's some issues. You can find them. Some issues. <laughs> some issues. Playing very fast on these. Yeah. So I guess. What I'll, what I'll do is for Alistair, I want you to look up. I'm going to say Canadian First Nations, and also which could be offensive to put the two and two together to the same. But I'm just going to say very northern and probably to more colder climates. If you can see anything for like Inuits and like people who are in that count the the northern circle, and then Freddie, go for Aboriginals in Australia. And then for both of you to also go for some uncontacted tribes and see like things of like how uncontacted are tribes now anyway because there are still planes that still go above people so like you know I imagine that however uncontacted tribes may be they're still aware of some kind of presence so I guess just to look into a bit of that. Oh, that's wild. I'm just thinking like just seeing a plane would I be able to make the co- the connection that that's not a bird and or something if mm. I've never seen it. Because you've seen that clip of like where it's a it's a plane going past, it's relatively low, and it's got like a super zoom zoom lens on it, and you can see loads like there's about like five people on like the the shore of a river, at or the bank of a river, and they're just looking up at it, just like looking, and you're like, yeah, they notice that you're there. <laughs> Are we more like chimpanzees or bonobos? That's the question. Also, dogs and wolves. There's some like similarities between the two. <laughs> that's a tangent of the half. No, is it? Is it though? Yeah. So just a quick one for Are like you comparing how... tribes people to wolves. And no, so if, if you look between like how chimps interact with other chimps and how bonobos interact yeah. with other bonobos, and same with dogs and wolves, like the social structure is different. So you could try to think of where <laughs> they're completely opposite. Chimps, and, so chimps, if they see another troop, they will just try to kill it. Bonobos, if they see another group, they form a bigger group for a while and they all get like lovey lovey and do whatever because that's how they work. And then same with dogs and wolves. Wolves are just trying to kill each other, and then dogs, they're they, they're dependent. They may be friendlier. Um, so in the case of, do you think humans are the former or the latter? You know, are we friendlier or are we more hostile towards other groups? Um, yeah. You can also fact check me as well. Yeah. <laughs> research, research. That'd be more of like a, it's a personal thought. You know, like, mm. I think humans are really nice to each other all the time. Like, 
And I was brought up in a nice place, and everyone's nice to me. I've never killed anyone, and I've never been killed, so it must be fun. <laughs> That's true. What comes uh, right, so you'll see us in a couple of seconds, and we'll see you in a week. Uh, that's all from us for now. Not for you, which is great. Bye. That's not just a screenshot there. Right, there we so I'd like you to welcome us back to the show. Um, so I'm going to go first to Freddy. Uh, what have you learned about your... No, I'm not. I'm going to go to Alistair. I changed my mind. Um, because these dog is... Very loud dog in the background, mate. We definitely need to redo all of that. be loud. Hang on. I don't know where to mute. Oh, I need to have Can that I ready mute to the mute the dog? It. How do I mute the dog? <laughs> the Excuse me. Have you got a mute button on your dog? Sadly, you can only mute him permanently. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've got um, my. Okay, I've got the mute button ready. I'll be able to mute myself next um, time. Yeah. So, Alistair, I asked you about because I wasn't. So this is definitely some naivety towards it because, as with anything for like same with um, like Native Americans and then for Inuits, this that's just one term that we know for what is just a broad people. If you know what I mean. So I mean, I'd be like, oh. You think Inuit, but that may just be one actual small band of people, and there's mm-hmm. lots of different types, all with different names and factions. Um, again, I'm not 100. percent So, Alistair, you've done some research. So, I've done a little bit of research. So, um, the first thing with in terms of the different different kinds of uh, so the different names and everything and the different places people come from, there was a lot. Funnily enough, um, so Eskimo was sort of further further north in Canada, and then you've got actually to be honest with you, I think if I start trying to pronounce all these. There's going to be quite a few that I'm just going to butcher so heavily that it's quite bad. I'll give you an idea of how many there are. There's about about sort of 20 to 30 on here. Well, actually, I'll tell you what, I can on because, yeah. I think, personally, my go-to would be if you meet someone who is who is of any of this, uh, these nationalities, just best ask them to say, oh, how do you identify? Or like, you know, there's, no, there's, no, there's, no, there's nothing rude about that. I don't think if you just, you know, if you're respectful in how you do it, um, I think it's you know it's worth worth doing, and they'll tell you what they like to be what they like to be referred as. If, if, you know, if, that, if, if it comes up in conversation, I think. Um... I mean, before we, because we obviously there's there's the general outline, and then there's the more focus that we've said that we've we've researched. Did either of you guys actually look into the definition? Because this actually was really really interesting. Uh, so, because oh. oh, I'm hoping you did. Definition. The definition. How embarrassing! How embarrassing! So I looked up two definitions, only like basic ones. So it was just for the actual word itself. So first was indigenous, and that was originating or occurring naturally in a particular place, and then semicolon native. So indigenous is a bit more vague, whereas native, for the noun at least, there's different adjectives as well. A person born in a specified place or associated with with the place by birth, whether subsequently resident there or not. So Freddie, do you want to elaborate on more the description? Well, this is this is why I got. Well, I just, just realised how how little it's always how little you know. So it's um, the UN um, system does not have an official definition of indigenous. It says that considering the diversity of indigenous peoples, an official de- definition of indigenous has not been adopted by the UN. Instead, a system has been developed for modern understanding of the term based on, and then it has self-identification, historical continuity, links to territories distinct social, economic and political systems, languages, 
um, non-dominant groups of society and resolve of them to maintain and reproduce their ancestral environments. And it's just like, oh yeah, <laughs> like this isn't just, mm. are you from Basingstoke? <laughs> this is like, this is so much more. Like, that's what, I guess um, you, so that's like, yeah. You see it a bit for like, well, I always feel like, you know, Americans being like, oh yeah, no, I'm Irish and being like, yeah, maybe like a distant relative was once Irish, but I feel like, no, you're not really. Um, you can't really like toot that horn, but in the same way you say, you can't just assume in the same way to say, if you weren't born there, then you're not Irish then. You know, let's say if you were born in like, um, I don't know, Italy, but you had Irish mum and dad, you brought up Irish in the sense of like language, culture, everything like that. So it's still close to home, even though you brought up another country, I still, you still mm-hmm. have that culture and that kind of knowledge which would quantify as someone being from a native, you know what I mean? Is that, if you're looking at the UN terms, say, for language and culture, you know, it's what you pass down, you know, as well, because mm. it's no, not I mean, just where you're born, but... Yeah. Because it's just... Yeah, how it's much a whole, choice do you think there is in that? How, how, much, how much agency do you think there is in that for individuals to say, no, this is what I identify as? Because obviously we could, that could go too far, obviously. You can have people identifying things that they're clearly not, mm-hmm. as um, mm-hmm. Freddie, I think you're saying there's that, that uh, <laughs> pay money wobby thing of that guy who... A very, very white man who completely is convinced he's black and it's absolutely yeah. mental. It's, it's um, crazy. I mean, but, but that... in general, sort of on the more sort of sane end of the spectrum, how, um, <laughs> how how do you guys think about the whole, like, in terms of how much agency or how much, you know, how much choice you should have in how because you define the, yourself from that respect? I mean, the, the part about being indigenous is that you kind of descend from, sorry, you descend from people who inhabited a country or geographic region at the time when people of different uh, cultures or ethnic groups actually arrived for the first time. So it's not, I don't know, I feel like it's a different thing from just being from somewhere. Mm. Like, I don't know, it's difficult. Because, I mean, for example, Malta, not Malta, uh, Cyprus. Cyprus currently has two parts to it. It has the Turkish side and it has the Greek side. Now, it's been long enough that, I mean, originally it was all long originally it was all greek but then the turkish came over right and so then the problem is that now enough generations have passed that people who are turkish have been born there and have lived there their whole lives but the greeks still see them as people who are invading and i know this isn't the same as let's say the spanish when they arrived in colombia it's just that it's so difficult to prize it apart uh, yeah what are you i mean like to very like to ignore anything else of you know the idea of like American independence of suddenly somebody who was originally from one area went to another and then started saying actually I'm not from that area anymore I'm from this area and yeah you know, I guess you're saying that agency changes from one to another so where do you where do you allow that so in the same way you're saying for mm-hmm. like in Cyprus you know someone will say well because I was always originally from here was you you only just moved here or you know the same with Palestine and um, <laughs> yeah. Israel that's a whole different thing but you know it, this is what people have wars over mm. i guess it depends why why you want it like so, uh, like do you do you need it's part like there's a self-identifying part that really anyone could identify as what they want right if i mm. wanted to identify as just being from this square i can like just right here but when there's more to it like there's people trying to push out your culture or people trying to literally i mean i researched the aboriginals of australia like horrendous horrendous crimes against humanity and it's like then you're you're trying to well you're proving your identity for another reason there's more to it so Mm. 
you're right though the way where do you draw the line what's the state kind of thing exactly and it's yeah. a, a, the hardest thing as well there's a lot of uh, I don't use the gatekeeping but the idea of like how do you know someone is something and then it also means well how do you know when someone isn't something so it's that kind of yeah they'll yeah it's hard to that's where gatekeeping comes in right yeah <laughs> and the, the biggest thing as well for like definitely on the internet of white people saying something when they have no idea of a culture they just assume they're trying to help and they're totally not if you know what mm. I mean of being like oh no this is racist or this and it's like no actually being racist by doing that thing that you're doing because you have no idea about someone's culture you're just assuming something mm. Mm. But yeah. yeah so I'll go for there's a great line sorry just very much appropriate to what you're saying there's a great line in the new um, Bo Burnham's new comedy special which I would recommend highly to anyone who hasn't seen it it's called Inside but there's a line that basically is sort of He's got a sock puppet thing. He's sort of taking the mickey out of how um, messed up the world is through a little thing with a sock puppet. And, but one of the lines in it goes, why do you rich white people insist on seeing every socio-political complex through the myopic lens of your own self-actualization? <laughs> He's like, this isn't about you. <laughs> so, you know, but that's absolutely what, you know, what is, is yeah. a huge problem. Yeah. But like I said, I think not, even as much, not even as far as cultural appropriation, but yeah, just the whole idea of wanting to, I don't know. Be involved in the Be involved in everything and make... Yeah, yeah, and become that. Oh, look, I am so self. I'm so aware. I'm so you know, woke. I'm so woke. That, yeah, exactly, yeah. Woke. Yeah. Right. So, um, I'll, I'll go for okay, Freddy for Aboriginals then. Sorry to sideline your Alistair just because Freddy no, said it most recently. I'm not sure. Well, this was absolutely mind blowing. I mean, just so from what I gathered of the history is that people, humans. Well, humans, as in Homo sapiens, split off from other groups of hum- hominids like 70,000 years ago. We were definitely a set of our own species. We're definitely Homo sapiens. There were other guys around. There were Neanderthals, um, Denisovians. There was a whole, like, there's a lot of other stuff like that I just didn't even realize about. And people had split and arrived in Australia by 50,000 years ago, right? This is this is before everything else. And like the, the people who were in Australia and it wasn't that because the land was different then like there was there was more of a bridge. Was, was that long so enough ago that Australia was actually easy to get to there? No, 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 they still you had boats, but or even because they had because they had fifty thousand years ago. No, I suppose they probably did. It's yeah, but. absolutely mad. Um but they, like they the the longest survival. Yeah, I don't think the land bridge fifty thousand years ago all the way to Australia actually. That's a show my lack of knowledge of geography no. right there, but <laughs> Yeah. I don't think that's 50,000 years. <laughs> no, Pangea is like billions. <laughs> but it's just the fact that like in the human history kind of style, like if you think of everything you know about human history, we're talking everything and then go before it and then go before it. And then, oh yeah, yeah, but what about discovering farming? No, no, go before this. Australians were already there. Like they were chilling and having, I guess, a feast on the kangaroos and other large animals <laughs> at the time. And so from that, like, unbroken line of lineage from then until now it's, it's just madness other stuff is basically that there's uh two at least 250 distinct language groups groups of languages like 800 languages at least like within the different tribes and different groups of people there um there's also there, there's two ethnic and culturally distinct groups Despite extensive cultural exchange, and this is the, uh, the those that I guess we commonly see as the Aboriginals, and the others are the Torres Strait Islanders. Um, so they're they're, t- they're actually separated. I don't know when they separated exactly. Yeah, the thing is, I've got so excited about the history, but 
I mean, there's, there's just there's so much culture, there's history, there's language, there's their beliefs that I don't know how much we have really time to go into. And this is just 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 touching the tip of the iceberg on this. Uh, but the sad, well, the the facts are that there were about three quarters to one and a quarter million native people um, around 1910, and then that's when the massacres began. And about 10 to 33 percent of Aboriginal Australian children were forcibly removed from their homes, and they just kind of tried to ethnically cleanse Australia, basically. Uh, so, yeah, and it wasn't until 1965 that Aboriginal Australians even had full citizenship and voting rights. Yes, so when our parents were being born, basically. <clears throat> I'm going to say there's, there's still loads of issues now in Australia with Aboriginals, and it's not it's not over by any means. I, I feel only from like what I've like glanced off from different like media and news. No, no, of course not. Like, um, and it's it's just like these guys were there separate from the rest of humankind for. 50,000 years and then the British went over and had no idea what the fuck they were going to oh, sorry pardon my language they had no idea what they were doing and they handled it appallingly mm. and the problem is that they still haven't like no one's they're not putting enough effort into figuring out how it is that they can really or they can never fix the situation but make amends for what went what happened because the a lot of the aboriginals I mean when I went to Australia I, I saw the the protest have an ongoing protest that says that they don't recognise the Australian government as having power for totally valid reason. <laughs> and so I don't know what the solution could be if there was one, but it's not been handled in any way well. I mean, I really enjoy the linguistic part because um, like, there's a lot of painful linguistic cleansing where they didn't allow they, um, um, Aboriginal children to speak their own languages. And there's into schools. Imagine in a school you have to learn another language to just to learn to have the education. So you're not going to have a higher, you're not going to have the quality education that you would have. And so then that just spirals, right? You've already at a disadvantage, and that's only one aspect they're at a disadvantage of. And it's just no, like the, the steps are being taken, and it is interesting to see what's going on. But I, I don't know. It's just madness. But well, I, I there was a it's a really good uh, it was a cooking show actually on Netflix. It was about history of food. And it started in the first opening um, scene was about Aboriginals, how they learned how to hunt and cook and just the whole. And then also delved a little bit into the fact of how, you know, you're just trying to keep your culture alive because for so many years, it's just been people trying to be cleanse it and get rid of it. You know, languages like them nearly disappearing because kids are forced out of learning their own culture and like things mm. like that. And it's yeah. And just how people now you're having to almost cling on to your culture when usually it should be just be inherent you know but you, you were saying about like how humans uh, originated so i did a bit of research in this and so it, it seems humans originated from the african continent and this is the case i think i saw something recent but i couldn't find it about maybe you found even older fossils in another area but more than likely it's a case of six to two million years ago the fossil record is entirely in Africa of early humans. It's just because that's that's just mm. where we find everything, and then we first mig migrated out of Africa into Asia about two to one point eight million years ago, which is crazy. And then I, I I know for a thing of like it was the Aztec I think it's the Aztec pyramids, they're the same or they're younger than Oxford University. I think part <laughs> of the reason why, and you always think it's mad because you always think like 
Essex being an ancient civilization way before our time, whereas actually Oxford University, not as we know it now, that was already founded and people were teaching there already, which is just mad. I think part of the reason why is because of the actual how humans migrated. Like I think, if I'm right, we ended up in South America a little bit later than they did in Europe, for instance, because of how the landmass worked. So I think it was, so if you're going from Africa, you're going up, left or a bit of Europe, and then you're going right through all of Asia. Left I thought you like left and right, not east turn and left. Turn left at the hill. Oh, yeah, turn left. Sorry, it's because I'm looking at the right. Yeah, so you turn a little bit west and you hit the end of Europe and then you go east and then you go across Asia and then eventually you get to North America and then down to South America. So it's one of the places where it took a little bit longer for us to migrate to. So maybe why there's a bit of a difference. But doesn't that, doesn't that absolutely blow your mind that they were they, the people who are living as in, in the jungle... In South America, with like their way of life, then their knowledge that they've had passed down for the generations, they descended from people who would have been living in Alaska and Canada, mm. like because Cold. who settled there, and as they said, come down and down and down and down, like more and more south. Like I can't, I just guess I just can't picture like the amount of time it must have taken us to just be like, nah, I'm not staying here. Let's go to the next place. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just madness. I looked a bit about the thought. I'll, as you guys look into for different areas which are still very much uh, current now, I thought, well, I'll look at the UK. When did people settle there? <laughs> Just I'll do the easy one. <laughs> and that was about sort of different things. One said about 40,000 years ago, as they found a jaw fragment in Kent's cavern in Devon. Um, however, due to adverse climate, people tend to move in and out of the UK because it was like, oh, we'll go in for a bit. Nah, it's well too cold. Let's go out again. Um, then other things, another source said it's about 800,000 BC, so that's even longer than that. And I think what it is is they actually found tools and remnants, but may have been actually finding more bones and like more remnants of people staying around. That's when it was. But definitely, we've been solidly in the U- continuously in the UK for about 12,000 years, uh, 40,000 definitely for like people starting to live there, and then for nearly a million years, people have been around the area, or at least early humans. Um, yeah, and then another fun fact, just as we're onto the thing about, do you know, like, where stuff originates from, and maybe a bit about culture of the. I'm sure I've told Freddie this, but chilies, they're only from Mexico. So they originally, I think it was the Portuguese, they originally, they saw chili chilies, which are actually a berry, which is kind of cool. Saw chili peppers, like, hmm, this is cool. We'll just go take it around the world. I think Europeans didn't really like it because they're lame, I don't know. Um, and then it ended up in like India and East Asia, and that's where you think now of Indian food and like. Um, that was the, that was the trigger warning, by the way, guys, for the whole episode. <laughs> Europeans are lame. <laughs> um, and it, but you, you think of like how in drenched spices for like of, you know, when you think peppers, is for like Indian culture, for instance, and at least as as we know, um, mm. and that's something which is actually not as, you know, the original in Mexico. It was only since we moved like people moved well the portuguese moved it from one country to another that it got so entrenched in a culture that's like a huge component of it which is mad that's the same imagine, for corn the same for, i mean like imagine tomatoes we didn't have tomatoes yeah like the, the italians were making pizza they didn't have tomatoes on it tomatoes weren't discovered yet like potatoes <laughs> potatoes were from oh, someone, i can't remember where they're from but again you know like the uk's like we put potato in like literally every dish and like it's stupid um the amount that we use it and it's not even from here originally and like corn that originally started in Mexico or in the Americas, and it the first corn. When you think of sweet corn, you think of how many kernels are on it. There's, I think, there's about 
oh, I think it's about 400 kernels on a on one piece of corn. The first, the first corn had about eight, and then we selectively oh. bred it to have about 400. How does that? How do you even see like a tiny little bit of corn? And be like, hmm, these eight things. I'm gonna, I want lots of these. I'm gonna. Just you wait. <laughs> it took ages for it to go from South to North America properly because of the climate. But yeah, just mad that kind of you know, like origins, as we talking about human origins of where we kind of move around, also for food and like yeah, I think it's just really yeah, cool. food. Or- and that was certainly in our nature, right? It was definitely in our nature too. I think that's one of the things that kind of was quite interesting with the whole the, uh, the Inuit population, the Eskimo, and the, all, all this kind of thing, is the fact that they've chosen to settle or the uh, face value, but they've chosen to settle somewhere that is. Seems pretty like you know you maybe oh, we're gonna travel through loads of like you know ice and frozen oceans and everything to arrive somewhere with ice and frozen ocean and be like yep we're staying here yeah this is the um, place yeah <laughs> this is this is the spot so what, I'll lead on to that so what yeah, have you, can you, you found for your um, more northernly so, population there was one very interesting um, kind of story uh, that I came across is again very specific but it's obviously not um, for the whole of it but it's it's basically about this guy called Minnick Wallace. So you can look it up. There's a, there's, there's a, there's quite a few articles about it. There's a, there's a whole paper published on it. But yeah, there's, um, there's a good uh, article by, by the uh, Pierre Macmillan Arctic Museum called Caught in the Middle, The Tragic Life of Minnick Wallace. And um, essentially it was this... Um, this it's not going to be a good story, is it? <laughs> it's not going to be a good story. Uh. Um, basically, he, this uh, American explorer went north. It was, he's trying to find the North Pole. That was his like. That was his. That's what he was going to try and do. Um, and he went off and, oh the way, he found these um, Inuit people who were living, and their whole way of life was basically surrounding these. Well, the reason they chose to the set where they had was because they had these three meteorites that landed there, uh, however many thousand, you know, however long ago before, what? and they all had loads of iron and stuff in them, so they were like sort of using these. You know, it's it's yeah, it sounds wow. crazy, right? And then the um, this this. American uh, travel. Um, is it this guy basically like it ended up shipping the meteorites all the way to a museum in America, which is their whole way of life. And he basically started, and he also kind of he got them to come with him as to sort of help him to it took like years to get these meteorites. And then he he, he promised them, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna give you, you know, we're gonna come back and give you, uh, you know, spend, give the money to your to the people here and they're gonna make their lives better. And he ended up sort of they came with him and they were just sort of on show in the sort of like like kind of a exhibit almost a zoo kind of exhibit they were they were, they were sort of the uh the, the show rather as much as the meteorite was and it's all it's all pretty appalling um and and not nice but yeah then the uh, there's this a really the real one of the real sad parts of it was this um this minute wallace they uh the museum told him that um that his father had had a burial after his father died and he then found out this this kid who so the kid was adopted in america and then and then like how she was there but he um, found out that the museum actually had had a fake burial for his father, and had actually kept the remains in, on the on display in the uh, in the museum. And so he like what? Yeah, it was, it's just appalling. It was like it was one. He's like oh, this is getting worse. It gets worse. When was so it this? Was, um, like, how when this was is it? in the eighteen hundreds, I believe. Let me double check. But uh, yeah, in eighteen ninety seven, he was born. I so feel like the, oh, that's yeah. Jeez. Tell me I'm wrong, but I feel like it's going to be they're still there like i feel yeah. like the yeah. museum probably still has that. it oh oh god the rocks are still in the museum yeah i mean they said like obviously that's that's a huge problem in and of itself right like they're still giving there. you know um, you can never undo they're like three ton bits of rock they're not gonna be 
Is oh, there? yeah, but... They're not going to be stolen anytime soon. Or yeah. gonna... But it's that thing, but... isn't it? Like, first it's like, look at these cool things we brought back from this place, and they're on exhibit, and then, like, years later... The exhibit. Look how racist we used to be and how horrible we were. Yeah, but they're still on exhibit. Ooh, we're taking photos like click. You, know, yeah. like, you haven't. Those guys, that guy's body may still be there because it's still like, oh, it's history now, but it's still not right. You haven't done anything yeah. to change right. it. It's like the British Museum. Like, I mean, we haven't touched on it, but that's a really poignant. I mean, just like the hey, British Museum ours. has a lot of everyone else's stuff. And we're not done looking at it, so we're going to keep it. Like, that's the, <laughs> the like, James A. Caster bit, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like, excuse me, that's ours. You've got a plaque next to it that says it's ours. It's like, yep. Like, <laughs> and how important uh, it is to you and your people? Yep, but we're yeah, not done. Exactly. You know, like, find yeah, us, keep exactly. us, shut up. It's a funny bit, but that's the yeah, yeah, I mean, that, that's a funny. I actually, that was actually a good stand-up. That, like, a guy I work with actually had the kind of some archaeology stuff, and he was talking about how he was like, oh, well, you know, if we gave it back to them, they wouldn't look after it properly and stuff. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> how could you really say that now? Like, it's, I don't know, you're like, at what point does it, it, oh, no, it's history now, so it's fine. It, it, yeah. it, it needs to be a museum so that other people can see it. And like, I, don't, I don't know, I, I really, uh, mm. I find that all a bit, like, nah, just... Can we just, draw parallels with people moving into areas that you're like, suddenly it's like, no, yeah, but it's been long enough now that it's ours. No, no, but it's, it's not, no. it's still not yours. <laughs> you just stole it ages ago. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, yeah. It, it's, I mean, it's, it's definitely it's it's um it's a it's an amusing contradiction of sort of yeah, of, of morals, right? It's, yeah, so it's like look it's, how bad we used to be, but we're kind of still doing it. But now we feel morally righteous about doing it because yeah. that's the whole. Also, if, they, if they're like charging us money for it, because they, they are the money they make off it, they sort of you know they they don't I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but does what they give back? Like so, lots of people came to see the thing that's yours. Here's some money for it. And we put out an apology on our Instagram. So there's that. <laughs> what do you want? This is yeah. yeah. Oh my god. That's uh, yeah, pretty cool. So, so, so um, yeah. Do you, so you're saying there was about t- this? Was it 20 different? Yeah. To go back to go back to your sort of the um. So the First Nations is what kind of officially calls the the people who sort of you know who were there originally. And um, there was a pretty amusing on a slightly lighter. Well, it's not really lighter because it's still pretty bad. But there was a, a thing called the Beaver Wars. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> which sounds okay. quite amusing uh, no it's basically that fur pelts became obviously very uh, there was, for a long time they were like the height of fashion sort of you know um, 18th century and so there was demand that was kind of one of the big reasons people actually pushed out there in like sort of further north into into Canada and you know as we further north sort of encountered more of these um, native native peoples there um, basically yeah, the story the stories of, of of what what happened there is all it's all pretty pretty appalling really it was never it was always what can we you know none of the i get i don't know do you think if if you went out with sort of philanthropic a truly philanthropic nature you'd i don't know i'm not sure would you still be around and would you survive to tell the story i'm not entirely sure that's probably maybe that's why all the stories are so terrible because history the whole history is written by the winners as it were but that's that's a very i feel bad in using that word but yeah what is it about like is it that the people who always go somewhere secondarily are unsatisfied with what they have or that I guess they've got the resources to go out and get more? They've always got the resources to go get more and the want to do it. And the people that they meet when they arrive at these lands are, I guess, satisfied or they don't need more. They're just doing their thing. Mm. And then and then disease and war and genocide and slavery happens. Just because I mean it happens over and over and over again. I'm, I'm a, I, yeah, there's something we need to research. <laughs> just... yeah, I mean, like, 
the very first world uh, thing you could think of is do you know like, the idea of why does somebody go there and then try to change it is if you just think of like in France there's whole British communities of just people who are retiring going there and be like cool yeah I just well now I'm in the sun now this is great this is our place now and I'm not going to learn French I'm just going to speak English now and then there's whole little areas of where just completely like yeah totally. British things Spain loads it's probably yeah. the same thing isn't it of just kids going somewhere being like I like this, I want to stay here, and now it's mine. Um, no one can tell me different. And it's either having the power or, realistically, in our terms, it's the money um, to pull mm. you, push you away. There are fewer genocides in those communities, as I there, understand. There but. is <laughs> a much lower percentage of genocide. The All these older British. white British people enslaving the French. Like, oh, I don't think that was too often these days. But, you know. <laughs> But yeah, but I mean that's the, the very. But I know what you mean on principle. It's a it's pretty yeah, stupid, you know. This is the, the, I guess it's you know how it hasn't stopped even you know it's different. But I guess the 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 biggest difference you'd see though is in the sense of how it could be done right is when people go over and they learn the language, they learn the culture, they integrate into the society, and it's a case of yeah, you can bring a bit of your culture over, and but you're not stamping out the one that's there if you know what I mean. Like, that's not, people don't go to integrate people go because they're like oh i like what you've got i want mm. and then they just take right but i don't mm. want to i think historically that's a, that's a simple way of looking at it. i think obviously how the world actually looks now and you know obviously america's a great example of this whole melting pot kind of kind of thing of so many different cultures coming into together like what what it is to be american is obviously not really mm. there isn't like you know native american of course different but like a modern day idea of what an american is is, is obviously this kind of almost you know petri dish that's you know like test to see if this if this whole you know complete melting pot idea works and so i think that is you know there there is there is value in that and there is value in sort of the globalization how you know and kind of sharing of ideas and sharing of, of wealth mm. again obviously that's just so intertwined so in, in you know completely mixed with human greed and human sort of exploitation that it's uh becomes pretty appealing yeah, so it's the point of, of like, say if usually you'd go to an area because you've got a, an interest from where you were from previously, but if you fully integrate, you can bet that your previous interest is a lot less interesting anymore than it ever was, because you're like, well, now I've made a new life for myself, the things I cared about when I was over there don't really matter anymore. So and if, if when you think of it in the sense of, like, greed and wealth, you know, you can imagine you go over there and you want to keep that vested interest, and the way to do that is rather than you integrate, is to bring over what you previously had and then set that up, if that makes sense. Mm. Mm. So for the First Nations, so that's in Canada, isn't it? And that's where for like the, the native people there. And then when it goes to Inuit, so you see in Eskimos, is that further north above Canada or is it still within it? The Eskimos were originally from, yeah, from further north. Okay, yeah, so everything Got. within that is all within... Yeah, so a, Basically, yeah, it was like the, circle, below there was sort of the, the Chippy one. That's kind of a, um, yeah, Eskimos at the top. Uh, mm. That's madness. Like, so far, it, that's in the wilderness. Mm. There's like, like the depths yeah. of the winter um, desert. Mm. Yeah, winter desert, yeah. So, uh, so I'll start to wrap up now. So, is there anything you can think, any kind of takeaways you feel from like before you started researching to after? Or. Or do you feel like you kind of went in knowing you're going to find bad stuff and then you came on the other side being like, yeah, I found bad stuff. <laughs> uh, I think there, there's, yeah, knowing the answer before you, sorry, yeah, thinking you know the answer before you search it is, is, is slightly dangerous, but in this case, yeah, it was, it was fairly, fairly accurate, really. <laughs> yeah, I pretty. definitely knew that I wouldn't 
know much, but it definitely opened my eyes to, ugh, like, I know it sounds so stupid, but recognising that people, like, it's not just being from a place. That's that's the mm. thing. Like, there's so much, much, much more. It's not just about, like, you were there. And also, that, like, also the fact that these histories are so much longer than I even imagined. Mm. It's a kind of, just because history in school, I know, for me, or us, was like, Georgians and Tudors and Romans and Greeks and the oldest people were the Egyptians. And then that's it. And it's kind of like, yeah. they're, they're people who've been around for unbelievable length of time in the same place with such complex behaviours and beliefs. And it's like, oh, well, you just, I just had no idea. No idea yet. Well, I think it's the, you know, we started with the Georgia for the other episode and like just focusing on one country, which is very pr- current and present. And you're like, there's so much stuff we don't know about it. And I think I've probably naively tried to go into a, a, a huge area. I think the biggest takeaway from it has probably been of like, what do we actually classify as somebody as being native? And like, it's so complex and nuanced that it's mm. you know hard to even grasp the full concept and you know we can all say you know in, in the grander scheme of things we all come from the same place and you, you could say oh why don't you all live in harmony all the same kind of all the same species stuff like that but there's so much like history which is you can't just wipe away mm. and you can't undo anything right that's like, it so we can like try and work to a better future but you can't just ignore the past for what's happened you know you can learn from it but there's a lot of like learning that isn't done if you know what i mean and there's so much more to learn um yeah that's a nice way to end it actually i like that there's always something more to learn which is why this podcast will go on yeah (laughs) um, (laughs) there is just one thing we're forgetting um to brian it a little bit it is it's the the fact johnny's little fact of the uh, of the evening oh yes what we're doing we're bringing up the longest man-made structure in the world. Oh, get ready, guys. Buckle up. So can you have a guess? What do you think the longest man-made structure is in the world? Didn't we guess yeah, like, a road or something? <laughs> no, we, I, I didn't say the fact. You just you, you spitballed. You said it was going to be a bad one, but you're going to be completely wrong. Cause it's great. Is um, it, oh, wait, wait, hang on a second. Is it, is it a really long piece of string or something stupid? Nope. Alistair? Is it something... Um... I feel like it'd be a road if it's just measured in sheer distance. It's not the Wall of China, that's that's for sure. Man, uh, it wouldn't be that. A road I wouldn't probably classify as a man. Well, it is. Yeah, because people structure. didn't make roads. Structure is How is a road, a road not a, a man-made structure? What else is it? It's a piece of art. <laughs> <laughs> is it art? Um, but, so, it, it's not the Wall of China. It's three times longer than that. It is, get ready for it, the Australian dingo fence. Oh, shit. I knew that. Oh, crap, it's three thousand four hundred eighty-eight miles long. They started building it in the early eighteen hundreds, and they finished eighteen eighty-five. And it was first built to keep rabbits and dingoes out. And, and does it do it? No. <laughs> and if you think of like Australia, so it kind of like say if you go from the south to the east, kind of like that section, it's just fully fenced off. Just for rabbits. <laughs> Why even try? Fence yourself in not an entire part of a country. A big <laughs> country as well. A continent. Literally a subcontinent. Or <laughs> and 12, We're gonna build it, yeah. 12 people work on it. And I feel that's for over like, only three and a half thousand miles. Underkill. people seems like not a lot. And they just go up and Jerry down. Jerry and the gang. <laughs> it. And it's not some big fancy thing either. It's just like... 
regular old fence posts with some chicken wire. <laughs> yeah, it fence, yeah, it's about a third of the country it fences off. I think it's, it's just, just absolutely hilarious. It's not even impressive. It's, it's really <laughs> long. It's just, imagine like what do you it's, do it's not making it onto the wonder great ones of the world list anytime soon. I don't think <laughs> should, the great Australian do. dingo. It's like what's your job? I work in the longest mermaid structure. Oh wow, that's really impressive. <laughs> it's just a regular fence, guys. It's not even that good. I just like the idea that it stops somewhere, like it just stops. Like that's it. Do run out. You see, like you see, like the Wall of China that goes into the sea, which I think is absolutely mad. But yeah. But I, I wonder if the I had heard of this. Same. I had heard of this dingo fence. I'm so annoyed. I didn't remember that. Imagine dingoes and rabbits trying to swim around it. I don't know. <laughs> Can dingoes swim? I don't know. That's up for next episode. Anyway, that's that's my. That was quite, that's my favourite of your facts so far. End, end the end the episode a bit more light-hearted. Um, but yeah, there we go. Uh, thank you for listening to us for this week. Uh, you'll catch us next week. We'll catch ourselves in about ten seconds. And that's been me, Johnny. It's been Freddie, and it's been Alistair. Thanks. Goodbye. Thanks. Love you. Bye. I'm not. I'm not so sure about the love you thing. I want to take that back. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh no, I've decided I actually don't love anything. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. We'll and thank you for listening to this episode of No Idea Yet. If you like the show, you can always follow us on Instagram. It's No Idea Yet Podcast. And if you have any comments, information you thought we missed, or recommendations for the future, drop us an email on noideayetpodcast at gmail.com. Stay tuned every Saturday when we drop our new episodes. And you can also follow us and like any episodes you like. And this has been quite a particularly sensitive topic. So if there's anything you do want to mention, if you think we have done anything which could be offensive or it's incorrect, please let us know. That would be great. Thank you. And thanks for listening. Thank you.